2: Log Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Evolving Soul with Anthony. Evolving Soul is a spiritual talk radio show and podcast dedicated to spirit and many aspects of spirituality. We want to provide spiritual resources for the total transformation of mind, body, and spirit. The radio show will actually highlight interviews with spiritual lecturers and teachers, providing readers with a targeted insight of such teachings, which ideally will help people live more of an empowered and authentic life. I am your host, Anthony Maraca. And I just want to say thank you, everyone, for joining me today. Um, We have a very special guest here, uh, um, Pat Longo. And so I just really, let me just get right into it. It was funny because I was just calling her on her cell phone, making sure she was here because I didn't see her on the switchboard. So I'm hoping that I I see her now um, on there. But let me just briefly explain it and uh, read Pat's bio here. Pat Longo is an international energy healer who has been teaching spiritual awareness classes for the past 20 years. She's been featured on TLC's Long Island Medium and is an accomplished mentor and guide to talented psychic medium, Teresa Caputo. Plus, with the extraordinary gift of healing, she has the capability to channel universal energies through her hands. Committed to healing others, she uses the phenomenal gift to restore, correct, and transform energetic imbalances in her client's energy field. She's had miraculous. Um, she's had. She has miraculously healed countless men, women, and children from disease, addiction, anxiety disorders, depression, and emotional trauma. Pat has channeled long-distance healings as far as Australia, England, Japan, and all over the United States. Her regression work is dedicated to helping remove and heal the pain and traumas that have been carried for o- over the past. I'm sorry. That have been carried over from the past for lecturers and classes are designed to teach others the techniques to heal their own lives and bodies, allowing them to develop their own natural abilities of mediumship, healing, and divine guidance um, there. You know, it's kind of funny too, because uh, I met Pat uh, through, through someone and then I saw her at an event and, you know, she came over and we were talking and I was having really bad lower back problems at the time. And she put her hands on my lower back, and I almost fell over. I couldn't believe the amount of energy um, that was coming from from her hands. So uh, without further ado, uh, let me just bring Pat on here and so we can talk and pick her brain here um, as well. Pat, are you with me?
0: Yes, I am.
2: Hi, how are you?
0: Hi, I'm good, and thank you so much for having me on your show and reminding me about touching your back because I I'm really careful that I don't touch people when they're standing and I know I did to you that night and I usually don't do that because I've had people fall down so I'm so glad you didn't land on me. you're a big guy and I'm a little woman uh but I'm uh I'm looking forward to it today
2: yeah yeah it's funny I you know I just I was remembering that story because like I said I mean I've been through you know I've been you know, I've had people do Reiki and, and those types of things on me. And I, I remember clearly that night, I, I really, I felt like I was going to fall over. I got like woozy there for a second. It was actually, mm-hmm. actually after, uh, uh, we were at an event for, um, you were, uh, you were doing the, um,
0: uh, emceeing a little for MC and Lisa Williams.
2: That's right. <laughs> that's yeah. For the, at their demonstration. Yeah. That was so interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's funny because I've had so many, I've had such great, uh, feedback, um, you know, having you on the show, and, and uh, just for every, let everyone know, Pat also has her own show on Evolving Soul, the Evolving Soul channel, once a month. So, click the mm-hmm. link to follow, um, and you could also stay up to date with her shows um, there as well. But it's funny because in the um, in this international mediumship development group uh, that I run with some other mediums, uh, I had posted it in there, and people were calling her a legend. You know, they were saying, "Oh, she's a legend." So I was actually going <laughs> to screenshot it and text Well, let me ask you this, Pat. Let let me dive right in here, because, you know, my my time is short with with you, and I feel like we could have a long conversation. Where did this, for people that don't understand, when did it all begin for you? What what had happened? What had taken place that kind of opened you up? Or, you know, I know you said you've been teaching uh, for the past 20 years. What was really that started this all for you?
0: Well, it started off, actually, with, uh, I was always interested in, in psychics. I would go... From the time I was 25, I went once a year. Um, I really didn't have a lot of money, five kids. I, I went to a fair every every now and then, and... Um, I, I never really found anybody that jumped out at me. There were only two. Many of them called me healers. I just didn't know what a healer was. I thought they were crazy. I'm like, okay, five kids, no money. I'm not going to become a doctor, a nurse, a chiropractor. I couldn't figure out what they what they were talking about. But I did know there was something more that pulled me and drew me to the psychic world or the spiritual world. And... um My mom got diagnosed with inoperable breast and bone cancer in her late 60s. And she had already had it for a good five years or more and not gone to the doctor. You know, she was washing herself with holy water. And not that that's not a a good thing. It is a good thing, but it wasn't helping. And um, I went to a psychic. And a psychic told me about a healer. And I took my mom to the healer. And next thing you know, my mom was in remission. And it was 15 years. My mother died when she was 84. And she had no pain, no problems, no chemo during that time. Now, I immediately found a teacher. It just kind of landed in my lap, the way things do, the way the universe provides. And my mother always believed that she got the cancer so that I could do this. Uh, Within three weeks of the class I was in, my hands began to get hot. Now I can tell anybody that has hot hands, if I feel their hands, I know they have healing energy. There's so many out there that have healing energy. and But my hands got so hot, and I thought it had something to do with menopause. My husband probably thought I was nuts. I was, I don't know what's the math with me. My hands, they're burning. They feel like hot pokers, and I can't cool them down. I didn't know it had something to do with class or the fact that I was meditating and opening up. And... Uh, Following week, I went to class. The teacher said to me, um, it was a rainy Monday morning, and I was on this really soft, like marshmallowy couch, and I could, I saw a woman in my peripheral vision, and she was sitting on a folding chair, and she was twisting and turning. You know when you're uncomfortable, and this hurts, and that hurts, and she just kept turning her body and cross, uncrossing and crossing her legs. So the teacher said, Pat, could you move over? and let her sit down so of course I did I slid over she squeezed in and then my teacher looked at me and said Pat put your hand on her leg I looked at her like she had two heads why would I put my hand on her leg she said just put your hand on her thigh okay put my hand on her thigh and I can honestly tell you I didn't do anything because I didn't know what I was supposed to do but in two minutes her pain was gone So that's how it started. That was the day that my head spun when I left that class. I don't even know how I got home. And I started looking in the library, in the bookstores, trying to find something on hands-on healing, faith healing, spiritual healing. I really couldn't find anything. Um, Eventually, I found one book in the bookstore. Nobody in my class was a healer. They were all psychics and mediums. I just seemed to be the only one at that moment. And I couldn't get any real direction. So um, the book helped. It taught me about exchange and, and how um, it, even back in the day, there was a bartering system that you have to have some sort of exchange because oddly enough, people don't actually value things unless they pay for it. Uh, so it was tough. It was tough to even put a, a number on a, on a gift from God. But eventually, I recognized that people don't pay for the gift. Don't pay for the gift. The gift isn't for sale. It is for the time. It's for the energy that we use. You too. The energy that you use through your body when you channel. I mean, they have to use our energy. I am a vessel. I am a channel. And if I don't take care of myself, uh, my body wears down. And that would apply to anyone that is a conduit using energy to either speak, you know, through spirit uh, or to channel physical energy so I learned a lot from that little book I lost it I don't remember what it was it, I didn't lose it I actually loaned it to somebody and never saw it again um it was a little paperback and uh I want to say it was called healing hands but I can't swear to that uh but it really helped me and then the world opened up I just started touching people and and uh I practiced a little on my siblings didn't tell them what I was doing and um, I, got, I got what they got. If they had a headache, I got it. They had a stiff neck, I got it. So I had a little talk with God, and I said, okay, God, we need to fix this. Because if you want me to do this, I can't walk around getting sick all the time. So I began to develop my own uh, technique of some I got from my teacher, and then I added to it of keeping myself surrounded and grounded and actually shielded Uh, so that I didn't take on people's physical illness. I I was one of those healers that got everybody's pain, not their emotional uh, upsets, their pain, their physical pain. And so after getting massive chest pains from somebody I was sitting across from and a few other interesting things, scaring people because I could walk up and touch them where they hurt because I could feel it. um, I had to kind of tone it down a little bit and just allow my energy to feel their energy, and, you know, the rest is history. I've been doing this for a long time, and um, I'm healthier now than I was. I'm 68 now. At 35, I was a mess physically. I had every autoimmune disease you could imagine. I had psoriatic arthritis. I thought I was going to be in a wheelchair at 50, and once I started healing, everything went away. Everything that I had went away. And uh, it was amazing. I had those same those same bones that the doctor saw that were bone on bone, and and wanted to put shots in my in my hips and my knees. And it's it, I never looked at them again. I never went back. I never got another X ray. I'm fine. So I'll take a breath now.
2: Yeah, you know what? Let's talk about that for a second. There's so many things that you said. I was like jotting it down here because sometimes I just feel like drawn to, you know, tune in to something that you're saying there to ask questions, hopefully for the greater good for. And there's a ton of people um, on the switchboard right now. So let me just say this. We will take calls towards the end there. If you have questions about uh, maybe something about your own life healing or um, I know maybe some mediums maybe have a question about their own ability because I know Pat also teaches that, but we'll get to you, um, you know, towards the end here. Pat, you you one of the things that you brought up that I just want to uh, um, just touch on real quick. You know, you said that you're healthier now. You said that you know when you started healing all these other issues, what else besides the energy part of it? Like, I think sometimes people look at you know just energy healers as um, I don't know. And and you're you're this is your skill, so you need to correct me if I'm wrong here that you know we are miraculous or they are miraculous in some way and they are granted but mm-hmm. is there not mm-hmm. potentially some stored emotions that possibly that the you know your your client patient whatever you want to call them uh, um needs to potentially go and heal there too as well like you know things within their own mind, minds
0: a hundred percent that was my that's that was my next level Of what to say, Uh, so you you hit the perfect question, and I'm 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 going to talk as fast as I can so I can get as much out. Um, I started touching people and healing them physically, and I knew it wasn't me. I absolutely knew it was me from the from the get-go. I had a hundred percent faith that this came from a much higher power. I called it God at that point in time. I call it the universe now, and God, um, the source, whatever is necessary, Uh, but I felt that I could heal them, but if I didn't get to the core of what was creating the illness in the first place, then they would just end up coming back with either the same illness or another illness someplace else. So I began to sit people down and counsel. I had a lot of cancer patients and I needed to find out what created the cancer. So I began to go back into their emotional traumas in their life and their hurts. And sometimes it was, I actually had somebody, it was a problem in third grade. It was, and you wouldn't think that. People don't even go back to the real things that hurt them or traumatize them. They forget about them and they bury them and slowly but surely a disease begins. It it affects your self-esteem when someone hurts it uh, when you're a kid. And a million reasons. It could be abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. It could be uh, a cheating situation, a partner, uh, you know, um, somebody who who uh, teach you in your business. There's so many different things that can cause it. A gym teacher, uh, you know, um, making you... You know, be picked last in the gym, which I hate uh, that's one of the things I really don't like. Um, I think I'm going to go to education one of these days. I'm going to tell all gym teachers you pick the kids don't put the don't put that on the kids." Uh, they're all sitting there saying, "No, please pick me, pick pick me um so anyway, things like that can affect you and uh, so I would find the cause and then I teach them how to heal it. I have paperwork, they get homework, everybody gets homework from me they or learn how to forgive and release and how this came to be and how they have to let it go and how it doesn't serve them. So there's a whole big thing going on there. So this now I found this was really curing the problem and helping people. So the next thing I did was started to teach because I said, if I could do this one-on-one with people, why don't I just get people in here before they're sick and teach them how not to be sick? Um, And it was through that and meditation that people started to open up to their gifts, Teresa being one of them. But they started to open up to their gifts. I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know what was coming. But as somehow one of my gifts is discernment. I somehow am able to understand and help people develop what they need to develop, whatever that gift may be. And it isn't always just about hanging a shingle and being a psychic or a medium or a healer. It's about helping yourself. We all have intuition. And if you can learn to open up to your guidance and use that intuition to help you in your life or your children in their lives, then it's a win-win. So I just happen to be one of those lucky people that I think because we live on Long Island and it's surrounded by water, <laughs> I mm. really think there's so much energy, so many amazingly gifted people on this island, and they just keep coming through my classes. So Some of them have ended up in yours. So it's, uh, it's interesting, because now I'm actually sending some people in your direction. And some people yeah. come from you and they come to me. It's really weird. but Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, it's interesting I only recommend too because we never, people that I know. Go ahead. What?
2: Yeah, it's interesting because we never really formally talked about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, you, know, you need mm-hmm. a healing. Go. Get, this is, I feel drawn to tell you you need to go seek this woman out. And then before you know it, you know, I had people coming in saying, yeah, you know, Pat Longley told me to come find you for, you know, development class. And I was like, wow. And then we finally had a conversation about it. So it's always so interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what? And, and so let's. Let, let me just touch on that. What are your classes? So people can understand what classes you're doing. Um, and uh, do you have anything coming up too as well for in, in, in terms of classes?
0: Well, as far as the classes go, they're actually by invitation only. Now, um, I usually, my clients that come in to see me for a healing, a lot of them come in with anxiety. And anxiety is something that I can fix. And it's something that I can fix very quickly. and um, So when the client comes in and they have this, I, 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 I start to figure out what their gifts are. and I feel their energy and I know that they're class material. okay it, it, It's really about energy for me. It's what mm-hmm. I feel when I need somebody. So um, that's how I know I can send people to you. You see that that's, that's I, I don't know you that well. We met. And this whole thing started, and we really don't get to chat, but I knew your energy when I met you. So it's about what I feel. And I have about 300 people in my class right now, and or the class is. And, um, but people call, they want to come into the class, and I, I don't let them in the class. They have to come and see me first, or they have to have a Skype session with me or a phone session. Because once I put you in that class, you have to be able to gel with the rest of the people in that class. It's very, very, very balanced. And everybody has different levels of ability. Uh, It doesn't matter to me if you're on the ground floor or if you're up at the top. It doesn't matter because they help each other in the class. Everybody is sitting there and they actually, between the questions they ask me, and people learn just from the questions. And then sometimes I'll defer to somebody in the class and say, okay, well, you answer that question. And everybody helps each other. And when I break them up into circles and things like that to do exercises, they, um, I always put somebody that's on the higher end in each circle, and they're all told, you have to help. You, you help them open up. And everybody's different. And, Anthony, you know this. It, we're all unique. No, we're like snowflakes. There's nobody that can read the same as another, not one person. And that's because your frame of reference in life is different. You know, you're completely different, you know, than say Lisa Williams and completely different than Melissa and completely different than (laughs) Teresa. Nobody's the same. So no one can read the same. And as long as I can get everybody to understand, don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't expect what that person has because you, that's why I'm successful at it. Honestly, And my people love the classes. I love them. And uh, I stopped teaching for a while after my husband passed, but they kept kind of telling me they were going to camp on my front lawn. So (laughs) rather than do that, I did not go back to weekly classes. I only do them once a month. I have three because I couldn't possibly fit that many people in. Um, I thought it was going to be one, and then it turned out to be three. And uh, I just keep adding people. As long as the room can hold them, I keep adding people as I find them. You know, That's but I don't cool. look for them. They kind of yeah. land in my lap. And uh, yeah. you know how that works, too. Oh, and yeah. So it's fun. I love what yeah. I do. And as far as things coming up, I have a um, You're Not Sick, You're Psychic um, event coming up, a, a webinar that I think is February 20th. I, I do have it up on my web page. And I have a psychic fair coming up April 8th and i have 30 of my mediums and 10 of my healers and vendors that come and do that uh, uh event for me they're wonderful i put new people out and i bring old people in so we have a nice mix but everybody's got everybody's tested nobody sets foot in that fair unless they pass uh a very rigorous test from me and uh you know that you, you've got to get 90% across the board with with eight eight uh 15-minute reads, and if you don't get 90%, you come back the next time and you try again after you've practiced. But it, they have to be top-notch because if they're they're not, they're reflecting me, and yeah. uh, you know I don't want anybody to look foolish, uh, especially myself. And uh, so we try to be as uh, as professional as possible. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote a book. Um, I uh, I'm going to have a publisher by tomorrow. Uh, I make my decision by tomorrow, and that's also called You're Not Sick, You're Psychic. And uh, that should be out in the fall. So I think think that's what's going on right now. Radio, too, you said that before. I have mine coming up on the 8th, I think, Thursday. I tried to get you on, but you were busy. So uh, I got you next month. And um, uh, I'm going to Chicago uh, um, for anybody... From the Chicago area, I will be there doing a live theater um, in the Wilmot Theater, uh, I believe. I'm going to be interviewed by Jennifer Weigel, who is uh, an amazing broadcast journalist. So I got a lot of things, a lot, a lot of things in the fire. I can't keep up with them all, but I'll manage.
2: I'll manage. <laughs> That's, it, it's so interesting, too, I'll because... I was just introduced to Jennifer Weigel. so it's it's so weird like uh, were you
0: oh that's
3: wild yeah like
2: it's literally lovely. and she yeah she just reached out to me we're we're supposed to connect I think this week at some point so it's it's kind of funny because you know me and you started to connect a little more and then and it's just weird how everything mm-hmm. kind of takes place but let me let me say I let me get back to this because this, I know this is a huge thing that's happening right now a lot of people have been Uh, um, dealing with this. You know, you you bring up anxiety, you bring up about curing anxiety. Um, What do you say to those? Because uh, recent, like, I know my wife has anxiety. I know uh, she was just talking to someone else in my family yesterday at a, a family function, or I'm sorry, Saturday. They're talking about anxiety. It seems that more and more people are, 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 are dealing with this type of thing. What do you say to that? I mean, what, what do you um, – potentially, you know, is that spirit energy? Are they uh, are, are people becoming more sensitive? Are we becoming more empathic? Is that a, a pattern that you see um, that's taking hold right now?
0: Yes. And the reason that I, I – the reason I wrote the book in the first place is because – and this is, this is to do with Teresa – Now, Teresa had extreme, extreme, off-the-charts anxiety. Now, she didn't know she had a gift. I knew her, again, I I knew her parents before they were married. I knew her grandparents were friends of my parents. And um, my son is her brother's best friend. They were best men at each other's wedding. I didn't know that she was suffering from anxiety. Um, I was at her wedding. I didn't didn't sit and talk to her, but I had no idea uh, until... She came to the class and, well, actually I saw her uh, at a uh, candle party and that's when I figured out the anxiety. But I didn't know there was a pattern yet. Once Teresa opened up and started to read people, her anxiety came down tremendously. Now, I did other things. I did past life regression. I was working with her up until that point trying to get her anxiety to go away. But it was the reading that began to eliminate the anxiety. So now I still didn't get it yet. She became famous. It was—I mean, she was reading for ten years. You know, she became famous. It's, you know how it is. It's who you know. You—you you know, somebody comes to you and sits in front of you, and next thing you know, you—you you might have—you know—a uh, yeah. deal of some kind. And yeah. so she um, she got the the television thing. She put me on her website as her spiritual mentor and the person who helped her eliminate her anxiety and to help her open up her gifts. So that's kind of how she labeled me. Nobody, It wasn't really the healer, like I work with sick people. It was all about that. So now picture this. The television show goes into 34 countries. And the book, she writes the first book, and I'm on it you know, pretty much cover to cover. And that goes out to all her fans. So now... All these countries started to call me. I began to get emails from those 34 countries, and now many more than that. So I started to Skype with them, and also I did telephone for a long time. But Skyping, once I'm a, computers scare me, but I'm much better now. And um, so once I started Skyping, everybody was calling me with anxiety. Everybody, <laughs> but their anxiety, I could connect to spiritual gifts. And I created my own empath list, and I started to ask them questions. And they would say, yes, 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 yes. And I said, again, you're not sick. You're psychic. I kept saying it to people. People thought they were bipolar. People thought they were schizophrenic. Everybody's taking medication for depression and anxiety, and it's crazy. So I put it together. It was a pattern. It was an actual pattern that I saw. I was already talking to everybody all over the United States and Canada, and now all the other countries started to come in with the same thing. So I said, All right, I, I, there, there's a link here. And I started to teach them what to do. I developed, again, my tools. Um, but once they put them on, uh, once they did what I said, the anxiety goes right away. I mean, it's instantaneous. It's, it's not, um, you know, you could tell your wife, I, 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 I'm sharing, I share to everybody. It's a five second thing that you do. You simply, if if your wife is an arm folder or anybody, you know, anybody that's listening that has anxiety or you find that you te- you tend to cross your arms a lot, even though society says it's rude and standoffish, it's, it's actually what your guides are telling you to do to cover your solar plexus. And, when, you, uh, when you're an empath, which really isn't, listen, the world is filled with highly sensitive people, the mm-hmm. ADDs, the ADHDs, the OCDs, the Asperger's, the autism. It's like nails on a chalkboard for those children. The, the energy is so intense on this planet. So by putting, I use a, a very shiny uh, silver vest. Uh, that's what I tell people to put on. A very shiny silver vest. Before the shiny silver vest, I used the WWE belt. Uh, even though it was imaginary, everybody, everybody from 7 to 75 knew what the belt was. So I just say, put it on before you leave the house in the morning. Just imagine it on your body. And as quickly as that, it stops. But you have to do it every day. Um, when a client comes in to me, and I know how bad their anxiety is. They're not looking at me. They can't focus. They won't, don't want to look in my direction. They're moving around. I tell them, just put a pillow in front of you. Just put the pillow in front of you. Take that little throw pillow. I don't tell them why. I just said, put the pillow in front of you and sit there like that. And we'll talk about it in about 10 minutes. And I watched their body language change, and they slowly start to turn to me, and they're looking me in the face, and now they're talking, and they're smiling. And I said, you feel pretty good, don't you? Don't you feel a lot more relaxed? Yes, I do, actually. It's the pillow. Can we walk around with pillows? No. Can we walk around with our arms folded? No. But you can put an imaginary vest on or an imaginary belt on or a superhero utility belt if you're a little kid. It's It's amazing how fast it works. Okay? I can't reach the whole world. So your show, my show, the book, anybody else's show, I'm just pushing this out because I can help. And yes, there's more to learn. There's more to learn because these people are also psychically and spiritually gifted, whether they be healers or again, you know, psychics, mediums. They're very gifted. They just don't know it. So, once the anxiety stops, it's easy to teach. It's very easy to teach. And, again, we go into other directions at that point. I find out if they're a healer. I find out if they're this. I find out if they're that. And, and then I just kind of direct them. And, uh, listen, I can't see everybody. They're in different countries. Uh, they're yeah. in different parts. of. Some people fly here. I mean, I've had somebody fly from Kenya, that's the first. Some people fly from Texas. I get a lot of Texans and a lot of Californians fly in. And um, because everybody seems to think they have to be here. They don't have to be here. It's not necessary. Just like you can read over the phone. It's not necessary. Energy is energy. It travels faster than the speed of light. So, um, and again, thoughts become things. So as I tell you to put these methods, use these methods, I just had a a 10-year-old, almost 10-year-old in here right before uh, the show started. And she saw me when she was five, and she remembered me. I was so humbled that she asked her mother, could we go see that? <laughs> I think she called me an angel lady. And, um, uh, and, but it was her request to come back because she's, now she's starting. She's reaching puberty, and that's really when psychic abilities get strong, and so does anxiety. Uh, it isn't mm. just anxiety, depression. It is um, withdrawal. It's also when kids start to play with drugs and alcohol. It's all connected to puberty.
2: Yeah. And
0: um, once to, it, it's actually it's all connect, connected to hormones. Um, and once that begins to develop, uh, she was starting to have sleep disturbances and uh, nightmares and things like that. But it's all part of her gift. And mm. I just teach them how to close it down for now how not to be afraid of it, how to recognize that they have control, and come see me when you're 16, okay, sort of like that. No little kid has to suffer with this because there's a way to stop it. But the yeah. kid's never going to go away. It's going to come back. Yeah. And so, uh, But it's, it's education. It's educating the parents and the children not to freak out when they see yeah. something or feel
2: something or hear something.
0: So, I'm sure you've got. I, how many children do you have right now? Two. Two, yeah. and they're little, correct?
2: Yeah, Mila, Mila's going to be actually five tomorrow, and Phoenix is okay. three.
0: Oh, happy birthday.
2: Yeah. Uh, we had one five,
0: five. Oh, we have one five tomorrow, too, on the sixth. Oh, that's right? so
2: interesting. Yeah.
0: My grandson is going to be five tomorrow. We had his birthday yesterday, but uh, it will be tomorrow.
2: But yeah, um,
0: yeah. so I guarantee you at least one of the two of your children are gonna follow in your footsteps. Uh oh, they're either gonna have anxiety, you're gonna see it and you're gonna know it.
2: Uh um, My wife already
0: has anxiety. Yep, you see yeah. it
2: already. Okay. Yeah, we see it with and, Mila. Mila is extremely sensitive and Phoenix mm-hmm. is too. So me and my wife joke around. We, we we didn't get too easy. Like you know, sometimes you get like one easy or like one outgoing. Mm-hmm. Both my kids are shy introverts and but okay. Mila has always been you know, from when she was born, very, very sensitive. You know, she cared who even held her as a baby. You know, it's weird.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: She's still that
2: way. So we, we see it. Okay, and we well, to it.
0: let me tell you about the babies, okay? I, I know that, that babies are empaths. Certain ones are highly sensitive when they're born. And they react like that. And I've tested it. Because I'd say, if you can hold a baby and have no problem at home, and then you take the baby out, and the baby's with other people, whether it's a family function or not, and that baby is crying and carrying on and doesn't want this one to touch them and so on and so forth, trust me, you have a very sensitive empath in your hand. So there are ways to even cover them. And with little tiny babies, I used to say, make like a little swaddle almost and put it across, Uh, again, that same area, the solar plexus, uh, which will help block it. Because physical vests, can do it as well, okay? So you have to put something on that creates a little padding in that area and you'll see a difference. Um, It works. It truly, truly works. Why do you think babies feel so good when they're all tight and swaddled? And I'll bring it to um, autism. I'm going to tell you that I found out, I don't know, five or six years ago that someone invented something called a hugging vest. Now, I know why they invented it. They don't know what it actually does. A lot of autistic children don't like to be touched. So therefore, I'm assuming, again, I didn't look it up. I'm just going by my assumption that they invented this vest so that they could feel the warmth of a hug or uh, the tightness that goes around them, and it it calms them down. But it's really because they're covering their solar plexus. That's really Uh, why. And then at the same time, I heard about the Thunder Vest for pets. And I had a 170-pound English mastiff that tried to hide under my baseboard during a storm, okay? And that's not easy to do. So during fireworks or a storm, and they created – I only found out about the thunder vest way after that, but um, they they created something to put on dogs for storms, and it goes around – so it all—it's the. It, I didn't know they invented them, I mean, obviously they don't know about my tool, but it's—it's
2: uh, it's all the same. Yeah, I have one. I have one of those vests for my Doberman. <laughs> Believe me or not, a Doberman, right? You know, and Tom said uh-huh. she. I'm surrounded by sensitive. You know, I'm sensitive. I, I'm surrounded by sensitive. The wife's obviously know. sensitive too. Clearly, so. yes, yeah, she's sensitive, and my dog is sensitive. So we bought. I bought that uh, uh, that thunder vest for like when I would leave. Um, my, my Dobie would go crazy and, and, um, have like mm-hmm. separation anxiety. So I would put on her then too. So I know what you're talking about. Let me ask you this. Oh, yeah. Um, this is going to be weird. So I just got to bring it up because it's just in my mind. And I have to say this. What is it? And I'm not trying to tune into you in any way, but what is the deal with you and Jesus? Not with a religious way. Like is Jesus a guide I mean, or is, there, is you're he, he it you because of, you're picking uh, yes, it up? yes. I just keep seeing him in my mind and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna bring it I have to bring it up to her. Not in a religious way, but either Jesus right, works with well, you or you know that I
0: have the answer for that. Okay. Now I this is also gonna sound weird and I don't want anybody to take offense to it that's listening. A lot of my students call me Jesus. Now Jesus has been seen stepping out of my body. Um, in, a, in a very bizarre way. Um, my daughter-in-law uh, was diagnosed many, many years ago with a mass on her pancreas, and she was just about to get back surgery, and they did whatever test they had to do before, and they, this mass just showed up, and I, um, I went to her the next morning because they wanted to repeat the CAT scan, and I went out there at like 7 in the morning. I was trying to calm her down and do a little healing. And I went to the hospital, and I was sitting on one side of her, and my, her mother was sitting on the other side, and she couldn't get this drink down. You know, it was like a quart of something at the time. And I had my hands on her back, and I was sending energy in. Now I have to segue to another student of mine, a student and old friend of my daughter's. Um, she was on the train going into Manhattan. She was praying for my daughter-in-law. She had her eyes closed, and she went off into some kind of a meditation. And she said, Jesus came, and he took her by the hand. And he, they ended up standing in the lobby of the hospital. And she saw me. She described what my daughter-in-law was wearing. Exactly. And I had never laid eyes on it before. She was wearing a powder blue sweatsuit. I'd never seen it before. And she described it, and she said, Jesus let go of her hand, walked over, sat right down inside me, put his hand where my hand was, but only put it inside of her body, and squeezed that tumor down to a little red dot. And... The odd, not the odd part, she did the CAT scan, the mask was gone. And, but this is something that people have seen with me. Now, I've seen Jesus come into my face. Um, It's one of the first things I saw 23 years ago or more. Just he literally shot into my face one night when my eyes were closed. I was getting ready to go to sleep. And uh, so they have, you know, a lot of my students have this little side thing, and and I'm told he's my master guide.
2: Uh, Ah, that's
0: why Yeah. I usually have a huge, but it all revolves around him. And uh, I notice that a lot of the people that come here and come to my classes when they meditate, and I send them on these little journeys in meditation, Jesus is the main person. So I, I begin to feel that all these people are in my soul group, that I teach and that my job really is to ascend everybody and uh, to get them where they have to go spiritually. So it's pretty cool. It's really yeah. pretty cool. But I'm, I have, I'm happy you picked up on
2: that. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Cause I just keep seeing it. Oh, I keep seeing this picture over and over in my mind and I'm like, okay, I got to bring this up. So that's, that's really interesting. And I would think, too, I mean, as a healer, I mean, to me, he, you know, I look at Jesus as, I, I don't look at it as like the the religious way, and I say this to everyone, mm-hmm. like, he's like, I call him my homeboy, uh, I think he's one of the four, greatest healers that ever walked the earth. So I look at him in that Absolutely. sense, you know, greatest healer, that I, and I have some really weird connection to Mary, and that's funny because And it wasn't raised religious. So um, it was one of my Mm -hmm. first experiences that I had. So it's it's very interesting um, about that whole thing.
0: My teacher was Jewish and Mary was one of the people that she channeled the most.
2: And, uh, you
0: know, the Our Father... Uh, is part of um, what she taught us as part of protection. And then I put it into my meditation. And and the Our Father is not, quote, unquote, necessarily a a Catholic prayer. It's a universal prayer. It's a universal prayer of protection. And I don't teach religion to anybody. I teach faith. It's all about faith for me because I know the gift that I got certainly wasn't mine. It came in like a bolt of thunder. And, um, you know, I wasn't about to give it back. I can tell you that. So I figured out a way to make it work for me and for others without, you know, affecting me physically uh, or disrupting my family or anything else. But um, it's been an amazing journey. And it's only getting more amazing uh, because I do think that the world has changed. I do feel the planet has changed. I'm sure you know all of this as well. A lot has happened. Uh, The last, I'm going to say, five years, if not longer, every child that's been born is wide open, okay? Mm. They're wide open. And so it's, it's going to amp up that much more uh, for everybody yeah. because their kids are going to be so sensitive. You can't ignore it. You can't avoid it anymore. And uh, everybody's going to have to start paying attention to the gifts they were given. We've all got them. It's whether or not you open that gift in this lifetime. That's the free will choice God gave us.
2: Yeah. So, so that, let me ask you this before, then we'll take a couple calls here. Um, let me ask you this real quick. Please write in my next question. I ask everyone I interview, this goes back, stems back from years. Do you believe we create a reality or do you believe that there is uh, some sort of uh, spiritual destiny or we're destined in some way to do things too as well?
0: Okay. It's a combo. <laughs> now, I believe that we have a contract of some kind. I believe that we wrote <clears throat> the script. Um, not that we knew it all. Absolutely not. Uh, we have a theme. Let's just call it a theme. And I believe that we're here on this planet. This is Earth, planet Earth. It's Earth school. This is the toughest planet. And I believe that we come here to learn and grow spiritually. But you cannot grow without challenge. There's no way you can grow spiritually without some kind of challenge. So we're kind of in school now here, and and we're learning and we're learning and we're learning. Now, I'm going to say this. God gave us life. God gave us the gift of intuition. God gave us a guide to help us go through that and, and try to understand that intuition. And God gave us the biggest gift of all, which is free will choice. So that free will choice is how we go through life and we make decisions. We don't have to open the gift. We don't have to do anything. Um, We could be good. We could be bad. And I feel like, and again, this is just my thoughts and interpretation. When we leave this life, we have like a review, our own review, not God waving his finger in our face saying, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. No, it's not like that. We stand there and we have to feel the hurts that we have caused to others. We also have to feel the joy we have created for others. So we are the judge. We have to feel it. We have to go through it. So everybody should really think about what they're saying and doing out there because you're going to have to feel the pain and the joy. And then you say, oh, crap, I really screwed that up. So when I go back next time, you better put a little bit more on my plate we're going to have to learn it one way or the other. So I don't know if I'm answering your question because I'm kind of going off in all directions, but um, I do believe that the free will choice that we have gives us some options, okay? But I do also believe we have a theme, okay? We have a a theme, whether it's patience, whether it's confrontation, whether it's abuse, whether it's being handicapped. There's many, many, many different themes. And, you know, I think we all have the ability to change it with that free will choice. But, again, it's a crapshoot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Let me just say this thing. Let me – yes, I – yeah, I think that, I mean – I, I just ask everyone that because I, you know there's a part of me you know there's so much out there nowadays that you hear and you get you know very new agey and then you know when you look at some astrology and you know you look at energy and I just always wonder you know what people what people's thoughts are about you know do we create you know wholeheartedly or you know like you said I, I do well, believe I can, we're I can
0: take it I can take it a little further Anthony only because I do past life regressions on people mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for probably 18 years. And uh, when I take them into other lifetimes, it's absolutely amazing what I find out. And I don't just take them into other lifetimes, I take them to the other side. And a lot of stuff is learned. Um, So I have other reasons for thinking that, you know, we have to go through certain things in life. Sometimes we don't complete it or sometimes we have a really bad situation happen in another life and when we get into this life, um, maybe say at 32 years old, in another lifetime, something terrible happened. And now at 32 years old in this life, all of a sudden you develop terrible anxiety or terrible asthma or a problem with you can't breathe. Maybe you were suffocated or maybe you drowned or maybe you were strangled 10 lifetimes ago. And all of a sudden at this point in time, out of nowhere, you've got something that you didn't have before. And it links up to the past lifetime stuff. Yeah. So I, you know, I I could go for miles on that subject <laughs> just because yeah. it fascinates me. Yeah. And fascinates me the stories people tell me. And yeah, It's like
2: it's you can't right make
0: me. it up. You really can't because they they are sometimes really difficult, and uh, uh, I have to really monitor the people that I'm putting under hypnosis and make sure I don't allow them to stay in a scary space for more than a minute or less. Yeah. So it's it's uh I have a lot of different input that comes in, not to mention all the mediums that I've I've seen work and the stories that they've come with from the other side. Mm. Uh like even nine eleven. Okay. Uh, and yeah. that, all those people, all those people's souls knew they were leaving because they kind of prearranged it. And yeah. uh it, it you know, picture Jesus once again, picture Jesus standing at a podium with thousands and tens of thousands of souls in front of them. And he says, raise your hand. I, I, I need I need 3,000 souls uh, to uh, help the unity of a nation. And I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And again, they didn't know it when they came here. I set up a group for nine eleven, the February after it happened. And I had a medium come. And I, I just put it out there, and 55 families called me from the Tri-State wow.
3: area. And
0: every single one of them told me a story. And they told me how their loved one was either tying up loose ends, um, doing certain things they had never done before, saying certain things they had never said before. And always they had a theme that, oh, geez, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be here past 40 they were making comments like that. Every father, mother, or partner that I spoke to told me a specific story that told me their soul knew they were leaving. Yeah, isn't that they, interesting? They didn't, but their soul did. So yeah. I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot yeah. of reasons that I say what I say. And uh, that's what I think. So there.
2: Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. I mean, the, the topic, it's, it's like a never ending topic, right? You could get so deep into it, especially with, since yeah. you do past life regression and you get all that good, you know, you get all the good juicy stuff from, from past lives and, you know, maybe uh-huh. lives between lives in some way too as well. So uh, let me just do that. Let's do this. I want to just take some callers here. If you guys got a question for Pat, you know, about uh, something going on in your life, healing in some sense. Um, But also, too, I want to uh, just give Pat's website so you can find her, www.patlongo.net. She also has a YouTube channel, too, as well, where she has plenty of videos up there. It's uh, www.youtube.com forward slash the Pat Longo channel. Uh, um, and her contact number, or I'm going to give an email. Email also patlongo1111 at gmail.com. So, you know, reach out to her to schedule a session and um, healing session or, or whatnot. And uh, let's just go to some calls. So, Pat, I have, uh, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of people on on hold here. So let me go. I'm going to go with the first one here that's been on the hold the longest here for you. Um, okay. Let's see. Area code three five two three one seven, you're on the air. Are you there?
3: I am. Thank you so much for taking my call. This is Cindy. Hi,
2: Hi Cindy. Cindy, how
3: are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you both.
2: Do you have a question, Cindy? Um,
3: I do. Um I was wondering if um Pat if you could look into uh my health as far as my metabolism. It's, it's uh-huh. the last is, year or this, two. This is, like, uh. <laughs> this is where it
0: gets tricky. This is where it gets tricky because I don't read people, okay? Oh, So no, okay. Okay. tell No, yeah, I don't, I don't read people. I heal them. It's very different. Uh, Anthony does the reading. I do the healing. So if you just tell me a little bit about your metabolism, and then maybe I can, you know, okay. give you some direction.
3: All right. Just in about the last year and a half to two years, Um, I've pounds in my whole life, I never, that I can't get rid of, that I just like don't seem, I can go on different diets and lose it. And as soon as I go back to just normal eating and I eat pretty healthy, it's just, uh, it'll come right back. It's, um, and it's in places that, you know, I feel like something's out of balance and I don't know exactly Mm -hmm. what it is to stabilize it so I can have control of my metabolism again.
0: Have you seen an endocrinologist? No, I haven't. Okay. How old are you now?
3: Um, 51.
0: Okay. So you hit that, you know, there's a certain age mm-hmm. where all of a sudden it becomes more difficult, um, the menopausal ages and perimenopause, and we we can start packing on weight. Not everybody does. Not everybody does because you, I'm sure you know many slim people. Uh, and look at them and say, how come? They look like that, and I try so hard, and this is what I've got. Um it right. usually again, and I've always, it,
3: Yeah. I've that, always been that way and very athletic and very
0: active outdoors. Right. So I the first place I go to is your hormones. Uh that something's out of balance with your hormones, which is why I would suggest an endocrinologist and uh you know, allow them to do some testing. It's the best place to go because it it really is hormonal at this point in time and they could probably, you know, give you some suggestions on how to uh, balance it out, with whether it be with supplements, nothing, you know, I'm sure no medication unless there's a thyroid situation going on, which is possible as well. Okay, so that's how I'm going to direct you. Okay. Awesome. Um, thank, okay. thank you.
3: Thank
0: are you, you, are Cindy, you doing uh,
3: like any? Oh, I'm sorry. Am okay. I doing what? I, I was asking if... We... If, are you doing, like, many healings on the show, or are you just, um...
0: Well, no. What you would, I'm not what sure you would what... Do. Not I guess I wasn't any. sure what... Yeah. Okay. I'm not doing that, but I will be, in the not too far of future, probably next month, doing a night of healing on a webinar where you can sign up and go on there, and I do healing on all the people that are on the webinar. Um, okay. I don't know if you live locally. Of course, I see people privately. Uh, to do healings on, whether it be by phone or by Skype or in person, and so that can also be arranged. Okay, okay thank you. Keep your eyes Thanks open.
1: Thanks, Cindy.
3: Thank you. All
2: right. Uh, just to be clear again, to everyone, I thought I, I thought it was clear before, but let me just say it again. So, Pat, if you have a question about your own life, like how to heal something. Um, from a healer's perspective, that's what Pat, you know, that's the question you want to ask Pat um, there. She's not, she's not doing readings per se, but if you have a question about healing something in your own life, how could you go by doing it? Um, or potentially maybe you have a question uh, about anxiety or, you know, maybe you have, uh, you know, you're a psychic or a medium and you have a question uh, about her teaching um, in some way. Let me go uh, here to uh, area code 250342, you're on the air. Are you there?
1: Hi, Anthony. It's Fiona. Hey,
2: Fiona. How are you?
1: <laughs>
2: Good. <laughs> nice Hi, Fiona.
1: Hi, Pat. Um, well, I'll get right to it because I know you guys are on a time limit. Um, well, Pat, and I just want you to say that I'm I'm from Western Canada, and so I've never heard of you before, but I'm taken away. And as you're talking, I was getting emotional, like I was getting very emotional, and I'm highly sensitive. Claire Mm Sensience is my strongest um, Claire. But I'm wondering right now um, I've been told that I should look into becoming a medical intuitive. I do mm-hmm. pick up some things on people, which I am starting to try to go in and to look into. But right now for my own health, I didn't feel it's anxiety. My doctor doesn't feel like it's anxiety, but my um, naturopath believes I'm in the flight or fight mode. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: So what do you suggest for that?
0: Well, for starters, you heard what I said to do, right? First, I would tell you um, a five-second routine in the morning to surround yourself in a bubble of God's white light and protection, Um, to ground yourself into the earth like the roots of a big old tree, okay, nice and sturdy but flexible, and then to slap on a very shiny metal vest, okay? And as an empath, um, that's going to calm you down. Uh, as a sensitive, listen, if you're sensitive, you're an empath, trust yeah. me. Yeah. Um, those tools will help you to not take on the toxins of others, okay, because that's what all these empaths okay. are doing. You're all taking on the toxins of others. And the readers, you know, it, it looks in hairdressers, everybody that works one-on-one, social workers, teachers, nurses, they're all taking on all this heavy energy from other people. And you tend to absorb it. And next thing you know, you have digestive issues and autoimmune disease. All this kind of stuff comes from being an empath. So the best thing, the best advice I can give you right now is to protect yourself in the proper manner so that you start to feel better. And less you'll need doctors and medications if you begin to just protect yourself properly. Now, to become a a medical intuitive, you have to do more meditation. Um, It's also... It also has to do with your frame of reference. If you have medical knowledge, whether it's from family members who have been sick or whether it's from watching television and watching a medical show or if you are ever in the nursing field or anywhere around it, any medical knowledge you have is stored in your cell memory. And that medical knowledge will come forward from your guides to help people who are sick. Okay, that's how you get your information. You get it right from there. Right. And it's, it's right. all stored. So the more you know, the more you can help. Okay. Well, it's the one thing
1: I, just because <laughs> Good. Okay. The one thing that that I do cuz I am I am in um Anthony's class doing mediumship, and I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that scared me and I was afraid is when we went into overshadowing um within a trance class. Mm-hmm. And it freaked me out because I'm used to dealing with, I deal with the angels. I love the angels. That's why I felt comfortable going into psychic work. But once I went into the trance and into me of overshadowing, of feeling somebody else's, it freaked me out. So how do you okay. can you overcome that? Well, first of
0: all, you're in control. Don't ever right. think you're not in control. And, uh, again, your protection and grounding is, keeps you that much more in control. Um, no one's allowed to enter your space unless you invite them. And if it's something that you're not comfortable with, you just step out of it. Uh, you know, years ago in the class that I, I belonged to, not that I taught, but I was in, I could feel energies coming into my body, and I'd let them go so far, and I didn't like it. Oh, I said oh, okay. Yeah. Back it out. So again, that's that's your choice. What you do okay. um, in in a, in any situation, you, you're you're please remember you're always in control. If you okay. remember that, you can do anything. But you are in control. No one's allowed in your space oh. unless you invite them. Yeah. Okay. All right. do you like the angels? Yeah. They're the ones you call in. Yeah. yeah call them in I for know protection. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make sure your angels are on hand, and then trust, okay? If you're protecting yourself and your angels are guiding you, then trust. Don't be afraid. Fear is your worst enemy, okay? I know. And Anthony's a good teacher.
1: Yes, that I do know. I do know.
2: (laughs) You know, it's funny, Pat, because you said it, and I was going to say back to the same thing to Fiona. I I think... um, Someone, there uh, was the other teacher when you were doing that trance thing, but we never really talked about it. But I would say the same thing: you're, you're giving your power away too easily to to this other. You know what you think? You know it's really fear-based, and you always have control. You always have, you know, your own power. Yeah.
0: They right, They right. say that fear stands for false expectations appearing real. They're not.
1: And, I actually uh, have that. I have that quote in front of me. <laughs> Uh, right there, you
0: go. there you go. That's a confirmation <laughs> of what we both just said.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. All right, Fiona, thank thanks going, so much.
1: Fiona, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very um, much.
2: Hold on one sec. Yeah, it's so interesting. I always say that to people. You know, people come to me with some crazy things sometimes, and I always say the same thing to them. You know, like, you're giving your power away. You know, like, you, mm-hmm. no. You know, you, you are in control. It's your power. It's not, you know. That's right. Whatever. We
0: own it's, it. We yep. own it. And fear just, just completely deteriorates it. So.
2: Yeah. Let me take, Um. Uh, you know, there's a question here in the chat room and then let's, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Uh Joanne's asking from the chat room, what if you, what if you do ground yourself every morning and you do cover your solar plexus, but still suffer from an, some anxiety? Is that living? Are you living in fear? I think she says live in fear, question mark. So, I think that's what she's asking okay. is, you know, is she living in fear or she still has this fear-based stuff or this anxiousness?
0: Well, I'm going to say uh, two things. One, um, if she's, I've met a lot of fear-based people, they're afraid of everything. And I don't know if she's one of them or if Joanne, if you're one of them, but, uh, they're afraid of everything. And I believe it or not, I'm, I usually find out that they have an amazing gift underneath that fear. Um, But fear, please remember, having fear is like feeding a negative energy, a three-course meal, okay? You're just handing it away, just like Anthony just said. You're in charge, and you always are in charge. So you have to change your thought process and begin to cancel out. Every time a negative feeling comes in, a negative thought comes in, you have to start canceling it out as soon as it creeps in. And listen, this is training. You, nobody walked, talked, read, or, or, or wrote be, without practice. So you have to practice going into the positive when you're frightened. I say cancel, cancel. That's what I teach in my class. Cancel it out every time you put out a negative thought or you allow fear to creep in. Now, the second part would be some people do have a more difficult time staying grounded. Okay, some people do. I've come across them. It's a handful, but there are people that are again not necessarily fear-based, but they surround, they ground, and they shield. And sometimes they still have difficulty feeling other people's energy. So what I do in that case is a completely different tool. I ask them to start imagining that they are um, that their chakras. and I got this actually from Sylvia Brown years ago, that their chakras are um, spinning wheels of light, okay, but white light. And what you're doing is you're shooting white light out of each chakra. It's a lot to take in, but you shoot the white light out before you enter a room. And what happens is that white light actually goes out into the room and then comes back and circuits through you. Every 15 seconds it's running through you. Um, it's what I use when somebody's off the charts. I don't know if you're off the charts uh, because, again, it might just be the way that you're thinking and you're allowing, but that you could certainly try that method. Just imagine the light going out of all your chakras before you enter any space, and then it's circulating right back through you, constantly coming back every 15 seconds. Okay? So that's the best I can do on that one. Without Perfect. actually talking to you
2: <laughs> yeah. and changing
0: awesome. your thoughts completely. Yeah. Awesome.
2: I- so, um, so again, just to wrap up, Pat, I just want to make sure uh, uh, I'm clear or everyone's clear. Here. Uh, you have some events coming up. You, I, I do. I, that's why I think I asked you because I did see you post something from Eventbrite. So you have a, a webinar coming up. You're not sick. You're psychic. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and end of February uh, it's, everything is listed on your website, correct? Yes. Cool. So it's uh, again guys, under the
0: calendar. When you hit the calendar on my page, don't go to the archives or or don't go don't go to the drop down box. Just hit calendar and everything will come up. I have to adjust that. I don't know why everybody keeps going to the drop-box and they can't find my stuff. So I have to. Check uh,
2: gotcha.
0: My so web person. so again,
2: the website's uh, www.patlongo.net. Dot mm-hmm. So dot net. Uh, um, and uh, email patlongo1111 at gmail.com. Uh She has a bunch of stuff coming up, plus, she has a, a psychic oh, fair.
0: Think- uh, oh, yeah, gmail.com. Yeah, I have to say. And Facebook, always Facebook. I have everything I put on my website, I put on Facebook.
2: Okay, perfect. I, I don't know what you're, you are you do not list it here in your bio. What's your, your Facebook's probably what? Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Patlongo? <laughs>
0: I have no idea. I, I just tell them look up Pat Longo. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. Uh, I have a I have a logo. Um, it's uh, I have two pages my my personal and my public page, uh, but I'm I'm pretty easy to find. Um, if you look at my website, you'll see what I look like and my face is right on my. I also have yeah. a uh, Facebook page with sixteen of my grandchildren, uh, strewn across a bench with me in the middle uh so i don't think too many have a picture
2: like that i did yeah i found found your um your facebook so it is facebook forward slash pat uh dash longo Uh, um so if you want to find her there but or you could just go into you know just go to facebook and and put in pat longo and it'll literally find uh, find her her probably everybody does yeah i am not uh, hard to uh, find Yes yeah, spirit always makes it happen right um also, as well, she has psychic fair coming up in April. Your shows this week, your shows on Thursday this week
0: yes, my show's on Thursday, and I haven't yeah. put anybody up yet, but I will have a medium on there.
2: I don't know which cool. one yet I have many
0: many to choose from uh yeah. and i'll uh, I'll pull somebody in and have some questions answered so
2: awesome. uh and then
0: next month, I have you
2: yes so, so that's right, March? Be the
0: other end of this. Right, March eighth. Yes,
2: yeah, March eighth. I'll be on Pat Longo's show. Uh, you'll clearly um, see a post from me about it, so don't worry about that. And uh, mm-hmm. also, too, just click down. You know, if you're watching on Blog Talk or listening, I'm watching, listening into Blog Talk. Um, click the follow button there, so you could subscribe to the channel. So you can listen to mine or Pat's show. You could stay up to date with uh, who the guests are upcoming um, as well. Mm-hmm. Pat, thank you so much. It is a wonderful show to, to you. You are welcome. It was.
0: So much fun! I'm glad I could rearrange my schedule for your Dune show. <laughs> I don't
2: awesome. know how you did
0: that. <laughs>
3: but
2: yeah,
0: I managed.
2: It works out.
0: Thank awesome. you, Anthony. Ha-
2: it was a have lot a great of fun, day, and Pat. I know
0: we'll we'll have fun in March too. You too. Bye.
2: Okay. Bye bye. And that's it, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for for uh, listening in. I'm back next Monday at noon um i don't have the list of who my guest is but again uh click there i have some uh, upcoming uh good guests coming up um we'll be talking about past life regression actually we will get into tune with that i'll be talking chatting with lisa williams uh just a lot of people uh coming up there so maybe i should actually do a schedule so i'll see i'll talk to you guys next monday um at noon eastern standard time thanks for listening and have a great day